sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Find me, lady. He's a swollen little man with a. He's got an empty ring finger. Lady. I just pictured like a like a finger with no bone, just like skin. <laughs> just flopping, hangs over. We'll put a ring on the finger of the man in the corner named Henry. Oh, the luckiest lady in all of Oklahoma. Lady. Come squat on the face of dear old Henry. All right, the song is no longer romantic, Henry. That's just a sexual demand. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel, Henry Zabrowski. You mean to tell me that if what's his name? Who is the old the old timey crooner? The old Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Sure. Every one of his songs were innocent, but they were just about paying a young girl to squat in his face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that came out later. That's all you know? he wanted. That's he did, all he yeah. wanted. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. put that into the lyrics. Bo 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 bo. Use my face as a stool, little girl. All right. Well, I guess now. I ha- Speaking of little girls. We're on to John Benet Ramsey Part 2. But Little Girl was different back in the day. Back in the 50s, you called every woman a little girl in order to make them feel small and then you more powerful. Because they were actually really big and you had a... Well, no power, really. Bo, 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 <laughs> Show me them tiny little breasts, little girl. All right. Well, that might... Okay. Look, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, are yeah, we yeah, picking yeah. up? Last week, we went through, you know, we went through the timeline of the murder. We went through the bungled uh, actual day of investigation, the bungled crime scene. Uh, and we also went through the ransom note. And with, if I didn't know any better, I'd say these police were being a, a, a bit of a clan of bumblebutt. <laughs> they were. So let's uh, continue with some of the evidence, John Bonet's body itself. The results of the autopsy revealed that she was killed by strangulation and a skull fracture, a garrote made from the length of tweed cord, and the broken handle of a paintbrush. The paintbrush, by the way, was Patsy Ramsey's paintbrush, which was in the basement. That had been used to strangle her, and her skull had suffered severe blunt force trauma. Was the paintbrush broken on John Bonet, or did they just have a random broken paintbrush handle guess, lying around? I guess they had a random broken paintbrush. I, th- I heard that Patsy Ramsey was did a series of sort of by the numbers but technically skillful landscapes and she tried to get into art school but she couldn't get in so she broke it in fury. Ah. <laughs> Not unlike the story of a young Adolf, Adolf Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> so there was the official cause of death was asphyxiation due to strangulation associated with craniocerebral trauma. What they were saying is what seems to be the natural timeline of her death is that she was she 
was tased uh, in her bed. She was moved to the basement. Mm-hmm. She was getting strangled. She woke up in the process of being strangled. She screamed, and then he bashed her head in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I, the, I'm saying he. I don't mean to be sexist. It could have <laughs> been a lady. Yeah, it could have been a family dog for all we know. So as far as the sexual abuse goes, there was no evidence of conventional rape, meaning there was no penis involved. Okay. Well, this girl it has been, like we discussed on the last, last episode, for all intents and purposes, sexually abused throughout her entire life, even if she didn't realize uh, it was happening. She yes, was going to yes, realize yes, it at yes, 16 yes, yes. when she tastes her first uh, needle of heroin. Yeah, yeah, but it was no conventional run-of-the-mill rape. Oh, right. Yeah, right. nothing no, nothing inside the box. Rape. It was It was not. No, no, no. So the autopsy had phrases like, chronic inflammation and epithelial erosion concern... Dude, do you know how much Epithelial. I read? Do you do you know how much I read about a little girl's vagina during the course of this research? It was awful. Marcus, tell us exactly how much. Speak into the microphone clearly. We'll <laughs> isolate the footage, and you'll never work in this town again. <laughs> it was in the pursuit of the truth. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And how many times in the, fr- the how many times I find myself in the pursuit of the truth just. Knuckles deep in the little girl's vagina. It was well, medical information. <laughs> right, right. It was autopsy reports. And by the way, the autopsy report had redacted information in it. Yeah, because yes. it was too fucking gross for people to handle. <laughs> Literally. So Dr. Richard Krugman, a child abuse specialist, he noted that a vaginal abrasion is a sign of trauma, but not a sign of sexual abuse necessarily. The Krugs is laying it down. That's right. Well, I mean, these sorts of inflammation. You got to remember, this little girl was wearing tights all the time, right. and that is that is from the medical examiners. That I'm is just from say, that is from some medical examiners. Let's just do okay, but like behind the scenes talk, guys. So when we're talking about the naked girl's body and the trauma about yeah. her vagina and stuff, yeah, less jokey, less jokey. Let's get through it, and then we'll make jokes about other things. I wasn't making any jokes. <laughs> okay, okay, that's truth. That is actual <laughs> truth. The sorts of costumes that she wore, uh, the sorts of uh, materials that were involved in those right, costumes, right. they could have actually caused the damage that they found. On this little girl. So this is a statement from Dr. Richard Gardner about the inflammation and abuse. There are doctors, even pediatricians, who claim that any inflammation of a little girl's vulva is a manifestation of sex abuse. Most, however, note that this is an extremely common finding and can be sold from from sweat, from tight pants, um, certain kinds of soap, (laughs) and the occasional, uh, the mild uh, rubbing, sometimes uh, masturbatory... uh, Activity of uh, the normal girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. After that, he calls his wife and requests veal for dinner because he he wants some more young meat. Well, a uh, panel of pediatric experts from around the country uh, reached a major conclusion in the investigation. They reached the conclusion that she had suffered vaginal trauma prior to the day she was killed. Some people do say that the evidence points towards prior and prolonged sexual abuse. And this points towards the parents right. uh, in terms of the because, again, this is what we were looking for. We said before last week was that, you know, 92 percent of of child crimes, like child murders that happen within the home, normally the parents did it, uh, but 100% of the time that has to have a history of sexual right. or physical abuse. It could have yeah. also been uh, the boy Burke. 
It could have also been the we boy bark. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who should have gotten the Kemper treatment of being chained away from his sister because he's too busy fiddling about talking about how his <laughs> sister, she's just like, oh, John Bernay, huh? Man, my sister, she'd be a great wife. <laughs> Who knows, man? These wealthy families are insane if we've learned nothing from the jinx. The Mr. Robert Durst story. Mm, yes. He's crazy. innocent. Let him go. Well, <laughs> Free Robert Durst. Another, I wish we could cover it, but it's been covered. And So the bungling of the BPD does not end with the crime scene. It continues. John Eller, the man in charge of the case, had never been in charge of a homicide investigation prior to this. And his squad of six detectives... Young, inexperienced, no experience on homicide cases either. And John Eller also had an extreme distaste for the DA, who was a liberal right. progressive. Oh, good. So, it, so they all can't work together. Great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like they went through, they had the mirage of an actual investigation. It's sort of like when you're a college football elite team like Alabama. The first game or one of the first games of the season, they'll just play a total crap school. Yeah. And they know they're going to win, but technically they're both playing football, but they set themselves up. <laughs> to win. There was no way this case was going to get solved. I feel like Orr was a highly ambitious like commissioner who was like, I'm going to put together a ragtag team of some of the... the right. Yeah, they may be rough around the edges, but I think they're going to pull this through. But the problem is that the, the Bad News Bears right. doesn't actually work. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> that, is why that you, technique never works. You yeah. should never make uh, detected decisions while you're watching the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> yeah. because they're not going to turn out to be Danny Tamborelli, no, no, and they're no, going to no. suck in real life. No, 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 listen to me, listen to me. Yeah, I know, he can barely see, and he barely passed criminal justice school, but I tell you, when he puts up that triple juke in the <laughs> final de- in the, in the final round, right. when, they're, when, they're, when, they're, when they're when they're finally, I can't even tell you the mm-hmm. term, when the hockey game is all tippity-tied right. up, and he comes in and he shows up and they, oh, you'll see. You'll, you'll see. We'll find that rapist. Why is the detective leading a group of officers into what looks to be a, a flying V? Why are they coming into our house like that? So adding to the suspicion against the Ramses, the Ramses immediately lawyered up. Immediately. And then they hired their own team of private investigators, profilers, forensic analysts, and a PR company. So the harder that the Ramses tried to push the investigation away from them, the BPD assumed they were more convinced of the Ramses' guilt. And this is a situation of wealth not translating to normal society. Yes. Why would you get a PR firm? PR firms are usually when you come out with a new fragrance (laughs) and you want to make sure people love it. I mean, but they and the lawyer up thing, it makes all the sense in the world, but it looks really bizarre to people who don't even have that as an option. This is a corporate family right. that works for one of the most intense. It's like, basically, they have the ear of Lockheed Martin. They have the ear of all these, like, very, like, uh, highly. Or do they have the ear of Lockheed Martin? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. But they're dealing with these clandestine, like, high-level military corporations. Right. They're getting a lot of advice from them. And they're basically saying, like, cover yourself on all sides because mm-hmm. literally, Again, you look at the previous evidence we have about John Ramsey, you're suspicious as fuck. And that plays into everything, all of their, what seemingly is bizarre behavior for us, for them. I mean, I guess if you're John Ramsey, you've seen death many times and a Mm. lot of death from children if you've worked for Lockheed Martin and you've seen the videotapes. You're literally the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. (laughs) So, of course, it's at this point that the tabloids descend. And, man, if you were alive in 1997 oh and went to a supermarket 
John Benet Ramsey's face was there staring at you in the checkout. It's line. just the so blonde creepy. hair, the pink dress, the big blue eyes. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, perfect picture of a victim. Yeah. And this this uh, tabloid news cycle was endless every what? day. I mean, it was years. And you talk to people who worked for those tabloid uh, newspapers at the time, and the editors would tell them they would say like, okay. Now we're going to go for John Bonet. We're going to start off with the parents. The parents did it. Mm-hmm. And then after a little while, they were like, okay, now we're going to go for the son. The yeah. son did it. This 10-year-old boy killed his sister out of jealousy. At one point, Bat Boy did it. <laughs> I mean, it was insane. Did Bat Boy die? I don't know if Bat Boy was ever real. Nah, I don't know. Is imagination real? Is magic real? No. Is reality? Are we just not a group of perceptions? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So it was just a little more than a year since the O.J. Simpson trial ended. Right. And, of course, the tabloids were fresh out of material. John Benet Ramsey yeah. was fucking perfect. And they were freshly aware of what a uh, the death of a beautiful white uh, person would do for their, uh, for their readers. Mwah, what a spicy meatball for it's, them. It's crazy because you know for a fact, as soon as they found out about this, these heads of the tabloids, the editors, they were happy. Yeah, yeah, like, you have to be oh, happy. Oh, wait a second. What, so, oh, oh, okay, let me look at this. Let me look at this. Oh, so she's been raped and murdered? That's awesome. That's great. That's great. (laughs) So the DA, he had, of course, no experience dealing with national media. Right. Uh, So he tried to deal with the tabloids in the same way that he dealt with the local press, with the Boulder Daily Camera. Did not work. And Bill uh, Bill James makes a great comparison here. He said that it's the difference between dealing with a house cat and a tiger. Right, right, right. You Man. can't just pet a tiger and hope it calms down. Yeah, these are no. professional snoopers yeah. mm-hmm. that are now crawling this deep into this case. They're and asking you questions to get their answers that they want to have. I mean, he was in way over his head. Yeah. And so the it was national national attention, so both the police department and the DA's office were under an enormous amount of pressure, unimaginable pressure. And because of this, the DA tried to control the narrative. In order to control the narrative, he had to have control over the police department who hated him. Right. And in fact, at one point, the DA's office brought in their own investigators and the police in turn brought in their own attorneys. Ugh. So they're not even talking to each other what at all. Fucking cl- it's a clusterfuck of, of, right. of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like all this litigious red tape all brought in. And it's like, and it comes down to it. A little girl was raped and murdered uh, in deeply cold blood. You know what I mean? A horrible murder. And everybody, for, like, forgot about her. But was it all, again, to present the illusion like an investigation was going on? It's possible. You know, it, if they just keep everything messy, keep everything cluttered, they're technically working every day, but they're doing nothing. They it's like what I used to do. Scene. It's like what I used to do when I worked at Taco Bell. You know what I did? A lot of time in the freezer. A lot of time wiping down areas that were already clean. Yeah, look so, like I'm working. So and then like, I eat all the burritos. When you work at a temp uh, agency, with a, a, a piece of advice I got was walk around with a with a file folder in your hand and go like, <sighs> like do a lot of like exasperated <laughs> sighs. Put your hands up. Just, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you and you know, but you bring up a real good point here is that the tabloid press covered this every single day and 
at the end of the day, this was the brutal rape and murder of a six-year-old oh, yeah. child who had her head bashed in, who was strangled. Oh, absolutely. And this was talked about, and but the murder wasn't talked about at all. No, and we talked. It was about the investigation. This. It was the parents. We've talked about this before. When we do go on like CNN or whatever, one of these networks, and they try to demonize us, demonize us for discussing these tr- uh, these true crime things and making light of them, we're so much more respectful than the mainstream media was. Again, with the O.J. Simpson trial, we mm-hmm. cover that in depth. How pizza sales went through the roof. If, the, if you're the CEO of Domino's, you're like, oh, we have to get another black athlete to kill his uh, ex-wife and her white boyfriend. We must have it happen. And I will always put the conspiracy angle on it. It's like the government loves nothing more than a story like this to get real messy. Yeah. Right. Uh, because then you can attach. It's like now when the conspiracy theories are going to attach to what we're going to go to, it's so easy to just sort of like Ugh, be like, insane. oh, look at all these crazy yeah. people, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it's like. We are literally sitting on what is possibly an extension of a gigantic pedophile ring that is connected to various world governments as a secret-keeping organization that I know for a fact is real. I guarantee you one of those guys in the audience watching John Bonet dance was Jeffrey Epstein, who was just waiting until she was 10. (laughs) And then he was going to take her on Air Fuck One, and Bill was going to meet her, and the whole damn thing was going to go down. Yeah. I mean, if we're learning anything right now from what's going on in the U.K., it's fucking real. It is real. It is concrete. It's happening all the time. So... Let's get back to the anyway, case as it yeah, is. Yeah. So this is uh, this is a, an analysis from from Bill James. He really sets it out in common sense uh, terms. This is the case against the Ramses being the culprits in uh, this case. Patsy, not the brightest bulb in the fucking drawer. What are you talking about? She's a beauty queen. I thought you have <laughs> yeah. to be a genius to be a beauty queen. <laughs> How would you solve world hunger? I think that. Burritos are big enough to share. Well, look at her tits, though. If you look at her tits, she's really smart. Uh, and it's okay. And so her handwriting, her hand. If any one out of the two wrote the note, it would be Patsy because the handwriting match matches the literary talent that this woman would have had to have to write this note would have been astounding. Especially writing it only moments after bludgeoning her fucking daughter to death, or. Moments after her husband had bludgeoned her daughter right. to death. Well, so, you know, you've ever been in the afterglow of some good sex, and you're just sitting <laughs> there, and you're calm, cool. You could write a thousand poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, the afterglow of good sex is like, that's my great, like, that's meditation time for me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's sex magic. Yeah, it's like what William Shakespeare did, but she murdered her daughter and then wrote a long stu- uh, note there about mm-hmm. for getting money. It's, <laughs> sort of like a little, it's like a little sonnet, kind of. Second of all, yeah. there were much better places to hide this body. Right. I mean, they lived at the foot of... They were in Boulder, Colorado. There are mountains everywhere. There are national parks. There are hundreds of good places to hide this body, especially if they're trying to fake a ransom note. Yeah, even right. Robert Durst knew after accidentally murdering that man <laughs> that lived next door to him, <laughs> he, shot he in the knew head. Yeah. that he had to viscerally fucking pull the head off that body in order to hide the identification. Right, even right. he knew. Even, yeah. Yes. Yeah, even he knew. But the Ramses apparently did not know, so they decided after... if they the accidental sex game gone wrong theory is true, then that means that after Ramsey killed his daughter in a sex game gone wrong, his first thought was like, well, you know, ransom note. I'll write a fake ransom note. You know what's funny, Patsy, is that I always wanted to write a ransom note. (laughs) Yeah. But exactly, if the end result was to rape your daughter and murder her, right? If that's what the part of the satanic ritual was supposed to be to murder her, I imagine there would also be a plan to deal with the body. Yeah, 
Absolutely, because right. you don't want it because this is too heavy. There's too right. much heat here. If you're going to be doing it in some sort of ritual abuse sort of way, or even in a pedophile ring sort of way, say this is some sort of weird initiation that no, he had. Harvey to do. Keitel's right. going to show up with the cleanup crew and they're going <laughs> right. to get rid of it. Yeah. Third, they left no evidence behind whatsoever that would point to either one of them. The murder weapon was never found, and the only thing that could have been a murder weapon, a baseball bat that was leaned against the house outside, Mm -hmm. tested negative for any forensic evidence whatsoever. Fourth, the DNA that was found underneath John Bonet's fingernails and on her underwear matched no members of the Ramsey family. But... The DNA does come with a caveat. The DNA that they got off the body was known as touch DNA, which is notoriously hard to collect. And it can Mm. be contaminated very quickly. And we've got the fucking BPD, who couldn't even secure a crime scene, collecting this DNA. Also, you had three people handling the corpse right after it was discovered without any sort of, no crime science unit there to look at it. Oh, yeah, they were doing whatever. They were probably cleaning her hands, being like, I don't want her to be buried with her hands all messy. (laughs) And it's crazy. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but 96, OJ was really one of the first major trials to use DNA and actually, uh, they they were skeptical of it. Yeah. So people were still kind of, they didn't know exactly what the science was yet. Yeah, they really had no idea. Now, concerning the scream at 2 a.m. that the neighbor heard. If you'll remember, we yes. mentioned that on the timeline the of the first episode. The world's worst neighbor? Is that <laughs> what this is? Oh, yeah. She was just busy. I mean, come on. She was in the middle of a Frasier marathon. Right. You can't be leaving. It should be like, will Miles get Daphne? Right. I won't see it if I don't. If I leave right now. I think she was more like, when's Miles going to come out? But then he never did. He never did. Hmm. Nah, man. He loved that pussy. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> talked about it just like he did, too. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. Um, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere, and I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothed what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. 
Well, about the scream, remember that the Ramsey's house was four stories high. Right. They were in the basement. There were three stories between the murder scene and the Ramsey's bedroom. They actually did audio tests that revealed that the Ramsey's could not hear the scream. Like Eastern Shore. I know, you gotta, the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring in, gotta bring in Ace Ventura. That's also the problem. Yeah, did when they buy the house and John Ramsey, did he come down to me and like, huh? All right, oh, well, great ass yes, living room, yes, three floors. Can you uh, can you take me down to the basement? Um, hey Rodney, can you run up there and uh, I just want to, I just want to see if it's a good murder in basement. <laughs> did you hear that? Can't hear it. I'm gonna murder my daughter in here. <laughs> can you hear that, Rodney? Huh? No, not a word, John Ramsey. All right. <laughs> so the audio test revealed that while the Ramseys couldn't hear the scream, the neighbor could hear the scream just fine because there was a window leading out. There was a metal grate that she could have heard it. The acoustics could have traveled up to where the neighbor was. Right. Now, as far as the footprints, they make a big deal of saying that there was snow outside and that there were no footprints in the snow. First of all... It's total horseshit. It's such horseshit. There's a great documentary that I believe believe Bill James is a part of. that They talk about this thing where basically you show pictures of the outside of the of the Ramsey home and they mm-hmm. kept saying oh there's no way you would have seen it the whole path is clear the yeah. whole path is clear up to a basement window grate that you can open it and then they said oh no 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 only a midget could fit in that right, grate that right. was literally what they said yeah. but then he's like uh, he's like I'm not a midget he's like I'm 6 foot 4 I'll show you exactly how you get in this grate and he lifts the grate he gets in he's like you can look yep. here you can see how that it was possibly disturbed when they show the picture of the actual grate cuz they took a picture of it they showed how he opened up the basement window and he's like and it's like bum 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 he crawled into the into the home and he was in there in literally 30 seconds but then yeah. he would have to go up what floor was uh, John Bonet's room on. Do we know? Fourth. It was, it was the on the fourth, so he yeah. would have to climb all the way up through the house and then bring her all the way down. And mm-hmm. well, that's what. Or he was in there. He was in there already. We'll talk about right. that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So the footprints, total bullshit. Uh, because the other thing is, if they searched the house from top to bottom. Finally, they got a search warrant. But there was no duct tape found. There was no cord found. There was no stun gun. No murder weapon found anywhere in the house. So where the fuck did they go? Right. Where did they go? Someone had to have left. And why the hide murder. the murder weapon if you're not going to go ahead and hide the corpse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in the corpse is the bigger amount of that's the evidence. Yeah. That is the evidence. I mean, I, court, look at Roger, yeah. look at Robert Durst again. Without his wife's corpse, they cannot prove that he murdered her. So because you have no evidence that she's dead, so it's like right. the first thing you do is get rid of the body. Yeah. Maybe you couldn't take her through the window with him. He's not Santa Claus. <laughs> Unless, of course, he is Santa Claus. Wow, we're going to get to Santa Claus at the later on in the episode. Just a wink of the eye and a tip of the nose, <laughs> and right up the chimney he goes. <laughs> With your dead daughter. With your raped dead daughter. Okay. So the DA, they actually did do a much better job than the B- the BP did of assigning who should take this case. The BP, uh, the uh, DA's office brought in their own investigator, a man who was uh, the, a veteran of literally hundreds of of homicide cases, and within days of arriving... This he, guy is a super cop. This guy yeah. is a super fucking cop. Uh, and he concluded in just a few days that the Ramses didn't commit the murder. Okay. Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, look at this, absolutely not. Yeah, he was yeah. like, this is fucking... He's like, this is easy. 
Like, this is such an easy fucking job. To and end. the breakdown is really interesting. Yeah, the breakdown's great. So while the Ramses were at the Christmas party on Christmas Day, the intruder broke into the house, bringing with them the duct tape, the cord, the stun gun. Also like Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, he, my question is, when you sneak into a house to, to rape and murder a little girl, do you do the... <laughs> like, tiptoe through the house? <laughs> like no, but if you make the noise while you do it, it totally counter... It's a counterproductive to the... You want to be quiet. Hmm. I think you're the world's worst capital or burglar or murderer. Sorry, I didn't realize I was making the noises out loud. Yeah. I meant to just think them. Can you, can you keep it down? Oh, am I yelling? You are, sir. Why you know, are you I'm, in my house, sir? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rape and murder your daughter. Ah, I gotta keep these thoughts to myself. I'm a pizza delivery man. Very thorough. <laughs> Thank you. Brought it straight to the kitchen. Great. Well, you make a good point there. Inadvertently, what are you doing in my house? People ask, why did he write the note while he was in the house? Because it's, right. it's actually very simple. Uh, as Bill James said, if he is caught breaking into the house with a note, he goes to jail for kidnapping. If he's caught breaking into the house without the note, he spends a weekend in jail. Yeah, he's robbery. It's, it's yeah. a B and E. Wants like, to hang out in their wine cellar and get trashed on their dime. Yeah. <laughs> so he hides in the house and that's wrote a new the- type of staycation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Break in and staycation. They probably would have noticed for a few days anyway. <laughs> so he hides in the house and writes the note while he waits for them to return. He's got you know four hours. Something like that. Hey, he's the, got at least three hours before they get back. So the theory is he wrote the note before he John Ramsey or John Benet was even there. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the note waiting for them to get back. He waits until they're asleep. He goes up to John Benet's room. He uses the stun gun, takes her down to the basement, places the note down the on the stairs on the way. And this is also this is corroborated by physical evidence because in uh, John yeah. Benet's hair there was like green tinsel, like green glitter that was from uh, a decoration that was on the stairs. So it's okay. very likely that he laid down the little girl on the stairs with her head resting against the banister while he put the note on the stairs. Mm. So and so he gets down to the basin basement. He uh, fashions the uh, the garrote from the cord that he brought and the paintbrush that he found in the basement, which connects the murder to Patsy Ramsey right. because it is her paintbrush. Uh, and it's very possible he was sexually abusing her. She wakes up from the stun gun. She screams. He panics. And he bashes her in the head, probably, most likely, with the stun gun itself. Okay. So he hides her body in the wine cellar. And he leaves the house. And so the whole intention was never to abduct her. It was never no, for, the, no, no, never no, for no. a ransom. But it's also no. a very bad a bad way to, to throw attention. It's like he did it wrong as well. Which yeah, is because right. the idea is that he's supposed to buy himself time uh, to get away. Yeah. By basically making them go into a kidnapping investigation. But he left the body right there. Well, right. it's po- also possible that, you know, it's also something you said earlier that he meant to take the body with him, but he couldn't bring it with him. He couldn't get it out of the basement. And also right. that leaves a big trail of blood. 
Yes. Uh, it, that'll leave a huge trail of blood. Yeah, leading so, to wherever he wherever he's going, and then what does he do with it? Yeah. But again, so, that's what we were saying. It sounds like, you know, what he was saying, whoever was behind this whole thing was maybe just trying to destroy the life of John Ramsey. And I yeah. think, and honestly, I think that's what it was. It uh, sounds like just a super stupid criminal who showed up way too early and was just like, I guess I'll make a sandwich and write a note. <laughs> and then she freaked out. He was probably going to try to take her, kidnap her, and then he just had to murder her. No, which, because... Because that was a that is a garrot killing. It'd be different if she was just found with her head bashed in down in the fucking basement. Right. Garrot killing takes a long time and a lot of strength. That's a struggle. Like basically, he could have killed her also right away. She was knocked out from the stun gun. He put her down. Yeah. He was strangling her long enough for her to wake up. So the garrot. Now, what do you do with that? You you turn it. You twist it behind the basically. The person yeah, and- yeah. You tie it behind a person's neck. Casey used the, these, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a pulling thing. You pull on either side of the garrote and like you slowly choke the life out of them. It's yeah. also similar to what they did in the uh, the act of killing documentary. Yes. How, the, how they would just mass murder people. Yeah, right. absolutely. Okay. And that's why the uh, paint. Uh, that's why the paintbrush was broken. He broke it in half to fashion two handles oh, on the garrote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so we, we know he's Italian. He's an Italian. <laughs> it seems like a good way for an Italian. It seems like Dude, a classic Italian, Italian mob killing. Ita- I mean, Godfather 2, they killed uh, the big fat guy. That's with the true, yeah. yeah. So the first thing you got to do is they should have been looking for mustache hairs <laughs> yes. and possible traces of marinara sauce. It was probably Geraldo <laughs> Rivera who wanted to get a comeback in his career because no one cared about the asylum story anymore. Yeah. So Bill James, his theory is that the kidnapper was planning on collecting the money, but the money was just icing on the cake. Like that, the money that one hundred and eighteen thousand okay. dollars that he knew he could probably get the money, and it was possible that the money wasn't even something that if he was directed to do this by superiors, that the superiors didn't even mention whatsoever the exact amount that they that it's like okay, mention one million dollars, mention two million dollars, right. but he's searching through the house, he finds so, a pay stub right. that says one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, and he thinks okay, I can do this, I can get paid twice, I can get paid by my superiors, sure. and I can get. Get paid by this fucking idiot. And then also, to me, it shows, you know, again, they knew each other. The killer and John Ramsey knew each other. Um, this was a strike against the Ramsey family mm-hmm. uh, in order to just ruin all their shit. Yeah, and, and it certainly in, did. And in fact, uh, on December 27th, the next day, Patsy Ramsey, a completely exhausted, she was visiting, she was being visited by a friend named Pam Griffin who had made all of John Bonet's pageant costumes. Uh, she said that Patsy looked up to her and said, couldn't you fix this for me? Uh, and then she remembers Patsy saying, we didn't mean for this to happen. Ugh. Right, but, you know, 48 hours, she probably hasn't slept at all. It's amazing this has all happened in a two-day period. They were just at a Christmas party, and then the next thing you know, you're two days deep into an investigation, and you're prime suspects. I also, to be honest, think that you would be highly ignorant to not think that you sexualizing your child in a child... like right, I feel right, like right. there is a part of her yeah. in that that knew... I set her up to be a victim. Yeah. I'm not really like it's. I'm not going to victim. You know, say the thing where like, oh, because she was a pageant beauty, she was like more of a victim because people saw her on display. But but that is a fact. Is that she was sexualized in front of a group of people often publicly uh and it's easy for someone who is a deviant to kind of put those feelings on her immediately absolutely that's the whole point that's why she won because the most people did yeah <laughs> i mean that's li- yeah. how else do you judge a beauty pageant other than sexually yeah, two dozen victories yeah it's yeah. disgusting she had two dozen victories by the age right. of six so if she won 24 times how many did she compete in right 
I mean, it's insane. Or was it all a part of a satanic ritual in order to uh, bring down the World Trade Center? Well, it possibly was because <laughs> let's get into 9-11, friends. Let's do it. Now, um, 9-11 is an amalgam of many theories. And this is the most true, what we're about <laughs> to one, cover. This the is John Benet Ramsey connection? So it is. it has been hypothesized mm-hmm. that John Benet Ramsey was murdered by the formal Royal Canadian Air Force Colonel Russell Williams and his team working on behalf of the secret government of the Americas. Which points right. towards that they say in the Rams note they're a part of like a foreign faction mm-hmm. um, and uh, knowledge of his military history uh, and also going yeah. from Mr. Ramsey to John. They're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Can I just say it doesn't seem like something Canadians would do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> giving these people a lot of credit. I, the Canadians have kind of earned a lot of credit in a lot of ways. So Patsy Ramsey's father had controls over the U.S. Navy. Navy Command Center, which was based in the Pentagon. John Ramsey had access controls because, by now, the is way... Is this actually true or is this gobbledygook? Well, this could be gobbledygook because John Ramsey, uh, Patsy Ramsey's father, helped to found Access Graphics. Okay. okay. So Patsy Ramsey's father was involved in Access Graphics and did also work for Lockheed Martin. So basically what they're saying that John Ramsey's job possibly meant that he had access or control over the network time protocols management of the servers used for the continuity of government program. Which the continuity of government program, that is, what that is, is that say 9-11, say you remember 9-11 happened, George W. Bush goes to hide in... An undisclosed location. Undisclosed location, while Dick Cheney is in... Oh, no, they're both... Dick Cheney was president during 9-11. Dick Cheney was president in 9-11. That's all part of the continuity of government program. So that's just chain of command stuff, right? It's chain of command stuff. They sent an email out. So... If, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, Honestly. Said, yeah. Pretty much. So if John Ramsey was in charge of this, right. then it is possible that John Ramsey was part or at least saw the plans for 9-11, the lead up to it. And it's possible that John Ramsey refused to participate. But it just seems like what a part of his nature says that he was going to rebel against the government's plan <laughs> to yeah. move the, the, the face of government to behind the shadows of the shadow government. Mm-hmm. And so now you can have all these secret players in play running the country and possibly the world economy. Double yeah. shadow government. But this is 1996. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think 9-11 was was planned in a day, my friend? It took at least three weeks. Yeah, I think it was about four, four or five weeks. Yeah. So they say that it's possible because John Ramsey didn't play ball right. with the enemies of the real America, they framed him for the death of... Of his child. I mean, I could see it only to the degree that he made the weapons that, uh, you know, galvanized extreme hatred for the United States. Mm-hmm. Definitely to that degree. Oh, absolutely. And because we were playing on both sides, members right. of a foreign faction, when we were old, now it's been revealed that the Saudi government oh, had they heavily, like, definitely yeah, they were heavily it. a part of 9-11. They could have been Saudis. Maybe he mm-hmm. found out about that. I mean, they were all Saudis on 9-11. Now, oh, this one's fun, yeah. Yeah, this one's really fun. And it continues on into the FBI. 
we mentioned earlier on the where we mentioned on the last episode that uh, the FBI came, set up a wiretap, right. and left. Almost like they were just trying to record John Ramsey himself. Almost. In the case of Adobe Graphics, three years before, there was an executive kidnapped and hundreds of FBI agents just poured into the location. Right. In Michigan, another industrial kidnapping took place where a wife was suspected, a family member was suspected in this. Hundreds of FBI agents came. It was just flooded. So when shit like this happens... FBI agents come running, especially when Lockheed Martin is fucking concerned. It's just straight up, if this is true, right. if it's true that he was a part of the continuity of government program, do you not think he deserved a little bit more protection? You know, it's like oh, a little bit more like it's insane. It's yeah. it's, it's 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 this is where conspiracy especially, gets pretty interesting to me. Where it's yeah. like it's true they did not give him the the they didn't give him the coverage. The did he want the coverage? Who knows? I mean, again, speaking of like we talked about all the time, but John Bonet, she would have he, people would go crazy to find out who killed her. Yeah, you would think theoretically. Oh, yeah. the vice president of Lockheed Martin. Uh, this statement alone is very interesting. He's like, he's like, you know, I had a six year old son, and we have a security protocol, security protocol, and that letter threatened other executives. Where was the security? Where was the bodyguards? Where was the protocol? Where was the alert? The drill? The routine? The regiment that we so carefully shared and mm-hmm. worked on at Lockheed Martin? Not a word. Not a sound. Not a telephone call. Anyway, I got to go put this uh, wig on my son. He's got a competition to perform in, <laughs> yeah, and uh, today's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be Suzanne. I'm not going to say that I'm, it's a tragedy that John Bonet is gone, but I got to say, I'm sick of my son being number two as a fake <laughs> t- lady <laughs> child oh, beauty pageant head, winner. <laughs> Marcus, I didn't see it. Is that a possibility? What? A, 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 a uh, contestant so hung up on the fact John Bonet has 24 <laughs> trophies wants nothing to do but murder John Bonet she so has her everything. child can My win. Bernadette has nothing. My God, the curtain has been lifted. Where was Honey Boo Boo's mom? <laughs> Where was June on this fateful mm. day? She was probably at the fucking Piggly Wiggly snarfing down hot dogs. Oh, absolutely. You don't get that big from not. <laughs> well, you know, the 9-11 uh, connection, admittedly the 9-11 connection, it's ridiculous. You know, that does kind of take away from this, but it it does kind of take away from the fact that this is weird. Like the Lockheed Martin, even if it had nothing to do with 9-11 itself, the whole the reason the, the whole uh circumstances surrounding it, that there was nothing put in a place for other Lockheed Martin executives. There was uh, the FBI didn't follow up on the foreign faction angle. It's pretty fucking fishy. Because I mean really foreign faction, terrorism. You mentioned terrorism. Right. And you know what terrorism equals? Cash. That in, that includes funding. Right. If you are the Boulder branch of the FBI and you have a terroristic threat, then you got a fucking payday coming. Absolutely, yeah. because all the feds are going to come and you're going to get all new Hummers and yeah. you're going to get right, rocket right. launchers. You're going to get all the shit you always wanted to have as a local cop. Yeah, yeah. And, this, and this is a, a further uh, a further statement from the Vice President Lockheed Martin. He said that he began to call executives and lawyers and others saying, like, why wasn't my family alerted? What happened? And they said to him, well, there was no no threat and he said how do you know that and they said well i don't know we just know right like, oh which is uh, government talk for we know exactly what's going on and we're not <laughs> telling you i mean it's so tough to tell if were they just that stupid is it like is it like the btk case where they were the hot dog squad running around like a bunch of douchebags i think there's a part of it that there is that where they just kind of thought it's like oh this is a rich guy he'll give money to these people and he'll get the daughter back blah, blah, blah. we've seen this a hundred times on fucking matlock and just like but no that only holds water until 10 a.m the day of yeah, the yeah i mean now they have the body they still it's 
It is very fishy. His involvement with Lockheed Martin is something that it cannot be ignored. We're watching pedophile rings all over the world organize, like, they're basically, it's a secret keeping organization. It fits in line with their MO as it is. I mean, they do this to threaten and to control. These people are rolling around like the penguin in Batman Begins, just on a trolley playing a song. Uh, not Batman Begins, whatever. Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're playing a trolley and trying to get all the kids out and you know in the train and uh, sell them into sex slavery. And John Bonet, God knows she's worth more than one hundred eighteen thousand dollars on the human sex trade market. Oh Jesus Christ, that's she's a billionaire. She's, she's a luxury item. It's disgusting, but yes. <laughs> I'm only talking as they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Sure, 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 sure. So actually concerning that, it's said that many of the girls in child beauty pageants are victims of MK Ultra. Yeah, but that is absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you would like talk about like because the Basically, the idea with MK Ultra was to shatter a person's personality, mm-hmm. make one of them a possible like prostitute spy, and right. who better than a fucking child pe- beauty pageant queen? It's perfect. Well, you know, you see the connections to uh, shady government factions uh, of uh, Patsy Ramsey's uh, father. Both Patsy and her sister could have been. CIA sex slaves. They could have been programmed by MK Ultra. Both of them were crowned uh, Miss West Virginia in 1977 and 1980, uh, respectfully. In 1977, Miss America judge Frank DeVord wrote in his notes that Patsy was, quote, a little automaton on automatic pilot. Which is a good score. (laughs) <laughs> in a child beauty right, pageant, right. like yeah. adjudication. That's the, what they want. The Apparently they would, should have uh, MK altered a little bit of information on cooking and cleaning as well. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. The same was said of uh, later of Pam's performance and John Bonet. And this was this is not a conspiracy thing. This is actually said by uh, the people who photographed her and worked with her. It was said that she could freeze all motion and hold a pose for ungodly amounts of time. She was right. six have any of you ever tried to get a six-year-old to sit still for five fucking you know what, minutes? Man, it is, I never ask a, a six-year-old to sit still. MKUltra no, <laughs> is very real, but it's different now. It's It plays out. I was talking uh, with my mother about a family member. They have a five-year-old. You know what medication he's on? ADHD medication. God. He's five years old. Fuck. And so it plays in, into a larger thing. If you need, you, she had to be on drugs. Yeah, no, there is no way a six-year-old can just do something like that. An adult can't do it. Hey, do you want to be a winner? You take the things that make you a fucking winner, Ben. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> right, look at fucking uh, what's his name, the Yankee guy with the big getting Steer- juiced. Alex Rodriguez. You know, he's getting juiced. That's you gotta right. be. You gotta play with the big boys. That's true. It actually is commonplace in the MK Ultra program for there to be mother-daughter mind control teams. Yes, because Kathy O'Brien, famed MK Ultra victim, and her daughter are a part of it, or technically Project Monarch, mm-hmm. right? They were a part of a, a mother-daughter sex slave team, and a part of what that does to them is that it keeps everybody in. Again, that's what right. it is. It's about like making sure everybody's a part of the deal. Yeah, and it's said that Pansy, Patsy Ramsey exhibited symptoms of alter mar- multiple personality switching during media interviews on more than one occasion. That's another thing, the altar and the real. Like, that's another MK Ultra thing. Yes, yes, yes. When you look at this, basically what they believe is, if you watch this, um, if you go through Kathy O'Brien's book called, I believe it was called, 
the transformation of America. America with a K. Yes. Uh, she writes this book uh, about her experiences, and one thing she said was that they received this sort of training, this video training, where you can do micro-controls to the muscles in your face. So literally, you look different mm-hmm. in each right. different personality you slide into. So she said a problem with an MK Ultra victim a lot of times is they will look in the mirror and not recognize themselves because literally, like, their eyebrows will be tighter. So if... Uh, Patsy Ramsey is an MK Ultra mind slave. It is possible that her front altar has no knowledge of the crimes, while her back altar was the one who actually perpetrated it. Ah, Absolutely. Okay, so this is more of a solitude reading in the front, murderer in the back kind of yeah, a mullet, like a mullet. Thing for your brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> who knew? Uh, okay. Interesting. So our next theory, satanic ritual abuse. I mean, of course, though. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. So on February 27th of 2000, one researcher explained to a CBS2 news reporter what we believe was happening in Patsy's mind was that her daughter was losing control, becoming a wild rebel. She (laughs) felt her daughter was becoming evil. Man. Unbelievable. I can't believe your daughter was rebelling against the sex business that you sold her into. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Why would one ask, why would a lovely six-year-old child be deemed a becoming evil? Was it because of the ritual sexual abuse being penetrated upon her? Mm -hmm. Was it because of the child porn ring being run out of Denver in which child quote-unquote models were being used for sexual favors and of which John Bonet was one of these quote-unquote models? And Denver was also a hub of the Tavistock Group, also known as the Corporation of 300, a gigantic conglomeration of British deviants. Interesting. That control the economy of the entire world? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is that also false? The sun never set on the British Empire, sir. Yeah, and they got, they got the Denver Nuggets too, a basketball team. <laughs> Denver Broncos. You don't even weed, man. You don't even want to know the theory concerning the Denver Broncos and John Benet Ramsey. I do. John Elway did it. I knew it from his that's perfect why he, smile. Uh-huh. That's why he was able to win those two Super Bowls. Uh, too old to actually should be, should have been able to do it. He it should was, not have been able to it do it. It was all a part of a gigantic ritual. There are a lot of sevens, thirteens, and threes that show up in that Super Bowl, a lot of different numbers, and by the way, they won that Super Bowl 13 months after John Benet Ramsey was killed. Absolutely solid evidence. Evidence, well, yeah. I mean, and you guys, of course, know about my New England Patriots theory in 2000 and 2002. They but that's the a Super- different. Yeah. Yes. That's a different well, episode. Yes. That's coming up in September. Good. So. John Ramsey's daughter. What's the episode going to be about? I have no idea. (laughs) So John Ramsey's daughter from her first marriage, Elizabeth, we mentioned on the last episode that she was killed in a car accident. It said that she had uncovered several vivid memories of satanic ritual abuse after a failed suicide attempt during the ensuing therapy sessions in which her father apparently played a major role in the ritual. It's just weird that we don't have that written down anywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's right, what's weird right. is we don't have any of that evidence just on a piece of paper. No, we something. don't have it written down. We don't need to have it written down. That comes from friends and family members. Right. Sources. So mm. we do know that somebody said it out loud. Even if it was just us right now, it makes it real. Yes. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. She was killed in a quote-unquote freak car accident. Her boyfriend also died. It's like a clown car hitter. <laughs> a bunch of, bunch of big-headed weirdos and this large This is a message monsters. to all the boyfriends out there. 
Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. So John Bonet, she had started complaining to her mother concerning her quote unquote private place about two months before her death. Beginning about two weeks before her murder, John Bonet started to talk about scary people in long black robes who gathered around her and stuck quote unquote things into her private place. Yeah, they're all those the, the goddamn people designing the dress. They're a bunch of <laughs> they're a bunch of fifty year old housewives who had nothing better to do. Absolutely. Just sticking her with needles, going in like these sequins would look so much better if we could just sew them into your skin. <laughs> you are the dress now, John Bonet. Yeah, John Bonet also spoke vaguely of darkness around her and the possible use of candles. Mm. And everybody right. knows candles are a Satanist lamp. Now let's get into the government connections to the Satanic ritual abuse. John Ramsey ran a company called Access Graphics with offices in the Philippines, Amsterdam, Holland, and Denver, Colorado. Access Graphics did business with the William Morris Agency and had service contracts directly with what is commonly known as a Ron, Ron Contra. Contra. Access Graphics major bank accounts were parked at the noted Ron Contra money laundering service Silverado Savings and Loan mm-hmm. and administered by none other than director of Silverado, Neil Bush. George W. Bush's brother, Ramsey, was also on a list of witnesses never subpoenaed by former Ron Contra prosecutor Lawrence Walsh. It can now be reported that Ramsey had either knowingly or unknowingly pimped his daughter out as a prostitute to the William Morris Agency who were taking these child quote-unquote models and using them to provide sexual services for pedophiles in government, industry, and so on in addition to their quote-unquote modeling shows. Where are the subpoenas? <laughs> you know, I would agree with everything you said, but Oliver North North didn't cover it on his show War Stories, so um, I don't know. And an alleged claim in the tabloid Star. Which is also a perfect place to dump a story. Exactly. Tabloids are the perfect places to dump the story because it immediately erases any and all credibility. It's like telling a schizophrenic all your personal life details, knowing that no one's going to believe it when they scream the (laughs) truth. (laughs) Well, apparently a large amount of kiddie porn had been downloaded in the 90s on Access Graphics computers. Right. The article also noted that Access Graphics did a lot of work in Amsterdam's red light district, which is known as a hub of child prostitute trafficking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is totally true. That is real. Yeah. That is real. That Human is very sex real. trade goes um, right through Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, but it is also, it must be noted that neither Lockheed Martin nor John Ramsey ever brought up any sort of lawsuits against Star Magazine for these extremely ridiculous, and or not ridiculous, yeah. I would say extremely damning claims. But I would say right, they, right. they do that because they don't want to bring attention to the claims at all, so they just were going like, oh, we'll just let them say whatever they want. We won't respond. Or you want want them to be making these uh, you know, insane claims because, again, like we've been talking about, it muddles the argument. Yep. Yes, it does. John Bonet, let's get into a little bit of magic here. That's magic with a K. John Bonet was murdered on Christmas only a few days be- after the winter solstice. And Joseph Mangala hmm. created a <sighs> sacrificial ritual for Christmas Day called... The last bulb of the Christmas tree. God, he was good at names. The last bulb, <laughs> the last bulb of the Christmas tree. And Mangala's pseudonym, Greenbaum. I'm usually the last bulb at the Christmas buffet. <laughs> hey, uh, You're a lot like Joseph Mangala. <laughs> oh, okay. Th- that's thank you, Henry. So Mangala's pseudonym Greenbaum means green tree, 
and relates to the Kabbalistic tree of life. And perhaps it is just a coincidence that the lone Ramsey press conference was on May 1st. My birthday! Which... <laughs> don't You don't want to associate your birthday with all things terrible like Mengele and John Benet Ramsey. But May 1st is also Beltane. And what's Beltane? Henry? Beltane. Oh, this is it's the it's the biggest holiday in in the satanic world. It's a, it's like well, that's more of a pagan holiday. It's everybody takes each other's clothes off and uh, fucks in a field. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's yeah, great. Yeah. It's real nice. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a great tradition. Yeah, if everything work. is consensual. <laughs> yeah, naturally, and everyone's of age and not there because they're a sex slave. And although I could not corroborate this, it was said that the term for the devil in certain Illuminati circles is John Bet. Well, that's that's Very a reach. Interesting. I think of all the things, that's the reach. It's a reach. Out of um, all the things, that's the reach. <laughs> I do feel, um, you know, this is my question. If we want to know the ritual work, let's, Mike, let's go. Fucking has anyone gone to Egypt to see if these pyramids got turned on? <laughs> that's a good, that's a good that's question. What I'm saying. Good question. But obviously, with the satanic ritual and all that, they didn't. John Benet wasn't actually used in this in this situation in this instance. I mean, there was no there was no. Well, no markings of a sexual ritual abuse situation here. I mean, double de- double secret, <laughs> double double secret, <laughs> shadow on shadow. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Hide in plain sight. Sure. Two if by C. <laughs> one, uh, one if by one the in the hand. One, <laughs> all of it rolls together. When in Rome, John Benet Ramsey. I see now. <laughs> see what I'm saying? I do. May first, Christmas Day, November 11th. That is two months after what day? September 11th, <laughs> and then also, yeah. 2001, 2 plus 0 plus 0 plus 1 equals 3. three yeah. Jesus Christ, Holy Ghost. The other one, 3 Some and virgin, a 1. 3 and 1. You got it. 2 for the price of 1. Right. John Bonet Ramsey. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. So we got one final theory. Santa Claus. Of course he fucking did it. Santa Claus did it. So Trip DeMuth, one of the original prosecutors on the case. Bad name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trip DeMuth. (laughs) But Trip is, that's another one of those white, wealthy, ironically trashy names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guy who mixes cocktails with his finger and then sucks on his finger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. New taste good. Yeah. So if you'll remember in our first episode, we mentioned at the Christmas party at the Ramsey's house on, I believe it was the 21st. Mm-hmm. I believe it was on, yes, no, it was not. Okay. On the 23rd, that mm-hmm. Christmas party, Santa Claus, was played by the former journalist, Bill McReynolds. Yes. And on that day, he supposedly gave John Bonet a card that read, you will receive a special gift after Christmas. I'm going to rape and murder you, little girl. <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. He wanted a dollhouse. <laughs> Let me change that on the list. Yes, and then write about it. Now, did this journalist that played the Santa Claus, what is it? I, always, I just want to call him McRib, but <laughs> it's McReynolds, right? <laughs> did, he, did he write about the case extensively, or did he kind of wash his hands up and back away from it? Well, he had already retired as a journalist. Oh, okay. Yes, <laughs> and his daughter had already been abducted 22 years before, and his, do- and his wife wrote a play about a child who was molested in her basement and then murdered. Yeah, and by the way, it was 22 years to the day before John Bonet's death. And of mm. course, uh, his daughter died at the age of 22. So those are another numbers that are the same. Two plus two equals four. Four sides to a square. Right. Square on is, the 
the altar of the Masons Square Compass. Oh, uh, you were in the that's apron. Okay. That's okay. Come back with you'll come back. Come back to us tomorrow. Prescott and Bush. <laughs> Prescott Bush did it. Yes. Oh, and one more, by the way, Bill Reynolds died in two thousand and two. And did he comment at all on um, on the case? Or very- he was apparently he was cleared. The couple gave hair, handwriting, and blood samples. Uh, they were eventually cleared thanks to DNA tests. But if we remember, the DNA is a uh, it's a little iffy. Right, right, right. Shadow on shadow. <laughs> And about SBTC, right. the signature at the end of the ransom note could be interpreted as south on Broadway towards Cashman. God, just use MapQuest. We had MapQuest in 1996. <laughs> Internet poster Don Bradley wrote to get from the McReynolds' former residence in Boulder to the Ramsey home, you would be advised to go south on Broadway towards Cashman. So let's jump ahead to 1999. Court documents were released. I believe this was just last year that these court documents were released. It was revealed that in 1999, a grand jury voted to indict John and Benet Ramsey of not murder, but of child abuse resulting in the death and being an accessory to a crime okay. in connection with John Benet Ramsey. So what this indictment said, and by the way, the prosecutor declined to sign the indictment but due to lack right. of evidence, but what this means is that a grand jury saw enough evidence to, to say, say they, that they, were they had a part of it. They were at least a part right. of it. That they weren't they didn't kill her, but they were at least a part of it. The grand jury's indictment yeah. papers didn't indicate who killed the beauty queen. Uh, the Ramses weren't officially indicted. Let's see here. But in 2008, then Boulder District Attorney Mary Lacey exonerated the girl's parents and immediate family after DNA pointed to an unidentified male. As far as the indictment itself goes, yeah. count four of the indictment said the Ramses, quote, did unlawfully, knowingly, recklessly, and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation which posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Benet Ramsey. A child under the age of sixteen. So, but, in layman terms, count four is pimping your daughter out at uh, at shows where she's wearing scantily clad clothes, <laughs> or right? possibly putting her up at parties. That this is where right. they this is what they do. That, yeah. that that they basically are naming. If it's true that this sort of government parties, the after after parties that we talked about with the Franklin cover up, and yeah, that yeah, she yeah. was a part of that, and maybe the entire beauty queen establishment's a part of that. Yeah, yeah. on a show. Yeah. And if we remember in the Franklin cover up, and I, I'm sure everybody's been hearing a lot about indictments lately, and it is not hard to get an indictment right in this country. But if we remember from the Franklin cover up, the witness to uh, all of these horrible sex parties, she not only didn't get the indictment, Indictment against Larry King. She was also charged with uh, te- with uh, perjury, oath. Yep. with perjury, and she was sent to prison for nine years. And this, but this jury, they voted to indict, but the DA just didn't do it. Yeah. Just didn't sign anything into evidence. And what's even more damning is that the evidence that was presented to the grand jury has never been released, and there are multiple redacted items in. The search We're going to see shit come out in the next couple of years, probably. Yeah. And As they two, all start to die off, yeah. Yeah. In, 2000, in a 2001 interview with grand jury specialist Michael Kane, who led the 13-month grand jury probe, he said there remain dozens of secrets 
absolutely dozens, and a lot of what the public thinks is a fact is simply not fact. So this is just Very one of those stories. This is one of those things where it's, yep. it's again, what we said the first episode is that when you can't find the killer of something, of, 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 of such a massive case and such a widely publicized case. Then you invade Iraq and you, have, and you invade Afghanistan. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens. Uh, you know, and I, but, and I, you know, that's my personal, my personal belief is that the, that the pedophile ring is real. I think that it's all real. Um, yeah, I, I think th- there's evidence to prove that. Yeah. I mean, my pers- my personal belief is that they, uh, they didn't kill her, but they know who did. They know um, who did. They know they who did and they know why. Yeah. Well, really the biggest loser here is John because his political career got derailed. <laughs> turns out when your daughter dies in a mysterious death and your when other child When two daughters lost. die in mysterious yeah. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, re- he ran for Michigan Congress in 04 and 08. And uh, it's tough to work yourself out of the um, out of the pit of that guy might have killed his daughter. You have to start uh, every speech yeah. where you're like, "Hey, hello, my name is John Ramsey. I did not kill my did daughter. Not, you that know, so. is the man who I was. I want to talk about the man that the, I am. A man today. who wants to fix our highways. <laughs> and there's got to be a green light on the corner of Muldrew and Jefferson. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is the story of John Benet Ramsey. I don't believe this. I don't believe this case will ever be solved. It's going to go yeah. down as one of the great unsolved murders in American history. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. Yes, it's so sad, and uh, the the poor girl. And don't have uh, you know. I don't know. Maybe we should pass legislation banning these 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 uh, child events. It's just disgusting. They're outlaw. Uh, I know they're outlawed in France. If the French don't allow it, <laughs> why, why are we doing yes. no, no, no. We're basically, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, why why are we sexualizing be. our kids? Stop yeah. it. It, it is, uh, it's an epidemic. It really, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but even you watch those MTV, uh, like the new musicians that are out now, like mm-hmm. they look like children. They, they're they wearing nothing. I sound like a total father or something, but it's just, it's more than it ever was before. The, yeah. lit- the little girl-ification of like sexuality, of like so having, gross. I think it's disgusting. The I shaved think- pussies. Grow some bush, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but a nice, you know, let's not go crazy. A little bit of bush. Always. You know, you, yeah. You, you know what? As a matter of sh- fact, I I, I, you know what? Keep it shaved, but tattoo your driver's license on it. <laughs> and that way we all know. I know what I'm looking at. It's perfect. I just, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a bush. <laughs> just all so right. no one thinks I'm a little boy. That's, I don't think they're going to think you're a little boy. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, supporting the show. Uh, thank you for all the for all the amazing uh, things that you send us and all of your uh, wonderful comments on Facebook and yeah, uh, guys, and emails. Th- hey, man, don't kill a little girl this week, huh? No. Do not do not do no. that. Don't not or any week. Any you know week. <laughs> Instead of killing a little girl, find us on Twitter. Yeah, that's L- what I always say <laughs> at LP on the left, and that's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. That is Henry loves you. And uh, if you uh, really want to help us out, go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. Go to cavecomedyradio.com slash lastpodcast on the left to get your very own last podcast on the left t-shirt. Yep. And uh, Al Gein, I believe. I'm going to give a hail yourselves. Thanks for supporting all the shows that Marcus and I do as well and uh, and everything that we are up to. Hail, hail Satan. Oh, sweet majesty of Satan. Mm. Thank you for your gifts. And also hail me he because did, hmm? did, didn't Satan kill kill John Benet Ramsey in a ritual? No, 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 oh. no. He mm-hmm. never would have proved of this. Oh, no, I see. That was that was probably as his author Beelzebub. Yeah. The, oh, the, okay. the, the naughty one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to CaveComedyRadio.com.
sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.